I'm Emma Judd and welcome to The Leaguecast, a podcast from The League Against Cruel Sports. Each episode, I'll be joined by friends and fellow campaigners to talk about all things animal. Today, I'm joined by John Petri, who is The League Against Cruel Sports Senior Regional Campaigns Manager, who's here to talk to us about an exciting national campaign that's about to kick off. Welcome, John. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's happening. Hello. So we're launching a new campaign this July, which is all about ending fox hunting for good on our national parks. That is the gist of our campaign. That's uh, that's quite the campaign. So for, for people who, who are unaware, um, national parks are where? National parks are all across the country, although there are not that many in the Midlands. There are a couple down in the southwest near where I'm based. Um, there's some near Brighton where we'll be launching our launching our campaign on the 15th of July. Uh, there's quite a few in the Yorkshire area. And of course, everyone's heard of the Lake District. And not to forget Wales, of course, which has three. And in fact, in Wales, it takes up a huge amount of the land in Wales is made up of national parks because it's such a beautiful country. Well, I mean, that's it, isn't it, John? It's it's a beautiful part of the world. Well, all national parks are absolutely gorgeous. And I spend quite a lot of time, certainly in the ones in Wales, that's for sure. Um, I guess um, normal walkers, hikers, people who, who go to national parks don't necessarily associate it with, with hunting. No, they probably don't at all. Uh, so for many of us, we can go and we can visit our national parks. And we'll probably never see a group of riders in red jackets or sometimes green jackets, of course with packs of hounds chasing and killing wildlife but we know it goes on it may be a bit hidden from the public eye but they are still doing that marauding across that countryside and they're chasing and killing the wildlife there and we think it's time for that to change it's not good enough that shouldn't be happening fox hunting is as we know illegal but they're exploiting those loopholes in the law that we are trying to close to hunt wildlife on national parks and we want that to end so that's why we're launching this campaign so I suppose, I mean, we've seen from National Trust and other landowners like Natural Resources Wales, just to go back to Wales, um, and even the Lake District National Park, talking about national parks, they have banned trail hunting, so-called trail hunting on their land. Um, what does what does this in effect do for hunts? So in effect, when you ban trail hunting on your land, what that is saying is that hunts can't really use your land because trail hunting as you have mentioned before, I'm sure on this podcast, that is just a smokescreen for that old-fashioned illegal hunting. So if we can get more and more of these national parks and more of these landowners to ban trail hunting on their land, what we're doing is we're denying huge swathes of the country to the hunts. It's disruptive to them, it makes them feel unwelcome, and it stops them from chasing and killing animals because that's what they're using it to do. Um, it's interesting you should mention the, the Lake District, which last year when they're, the National Park Authority there uh, decided they were no longer going to issue um, trail hunt licenses on their land. It's a position that they stick to. We have checked with them recently and they're definitely sticking to that policy. Um, the strange thing is in, the, in our country is while we're cool, we call our national parks national parks and they're protected by legislation and the, the people who own and operate land within them have to abide by certain covenants to make sure that they're preserving, protecting nature. We don't actually own our national parks. So when you think of the National Park Authority, you'd assume that that National Park Authority is responsible for all the land. But strangely enough, in England and Wales, that's not the case. They're largely owned by other landowners and private landowners. Uh, so while the National Park Authorities do own some of the land, so it is important, 
that those authorities ban trail hunting on their land because it denies land, it's disruptive, it stops them going across that land. It's not the only thing. So part of our campaign, whilst persuading those uh, national park authorities to ban trail hunting, we want to work with them and the other landowners and their partners across the park to make sure that illegal fox hunting is stopped not just on their land, but across as much land as we possibly can. I think that I think listeners will be um, really surprised that the national park authorities don't actually own the land. Um, we're all used to seeing signs up and and just walking on it and, and assuming that it's some sort of um, public body, much like the National Trust, for example. Um, perhaps I'm I, perhaps it's just me. Maybe I'm being naive, but that's certainly what I thought. So, um, yeah, with the with the Lake District National um, National Parks Authority swinging in behind a ban on trail hunting do you think that um all of the national parks are going to be just as enthusiastic as as the lake district is well you'd certainly hope so given that part of their remit is to protect and preserve wildlife and of course the environment because it's not just animals that the hunts harm of course they harm the environment they cause disruption for people and these the national park authorities the boards of them are largely made up of appointees from the local councils within those areas so of course those people are there to serve the people of their area and if they're people of their area having their lives disrupted and made in misery as we know is the case on some of our national parks we have you know we have supporters on places like exmoor for example who are afraid to come out and speak out against some of the hunts there because the behavior is so vile that it blights their lives so what we're trying to do here is really stand on those people's side and try and make sure that the people running those uh, councils, running those authority boards, understand that this isn't just about protecting wildlife, which is, of course, something they should be doing anyway. It's also about protecting the environment from harm and protecting people, the people that they're there to serve from harm. I mean, we're, we're talking about the campaign launching, I suppose, publicly later this month. But um, what have you been doing on this so far? So we've been in contact with those uh, with the National Park Authority so far. So we've asked each one of them to, well, first of all, let us know what their position on trail hunting is. So, for example, we've you know we've had responses from South Downs and from North York Moors and from the Lake District saying they don't license trail hunts on the land that they control. So what our job then is to, to persuade these authorities to work with us to make sure that we're banning trail hunting from more land. But also we have had responses from places like Exmoor who do license trail hunting on their land, which we will go back to them, of course, and we will tell them exactly what trail hunting is. We heard at the, the launch of our, our, our recent launch event for the Time for Change Coalition Against Hunting, probably the largest ever uh, collection of charities together in the UK to campaign on one single issue from uh, Matt Longman, who is the chief superintendent in Plymouth, but also the National Police Council lead on fox hunting. And he said, he has said to these charities exactly what we've been saying for years, that trail hunting is a smokescreen, it's a sham, it's a cover, a front for illegal fox hunting. And when you've got these national park authorities licensing trail hunting, maybe they don't know. And it's our job to make sure that they do know what it is so that they can end it. It's a really exciting time, John, and you you mentioned the 
the uh, Time for Change Coalition Against Hunting launch, um, which, uh, well, at the time of recording, was only launched just on Thursday last week, um, which sees, what is it, 32 animal welfare and environmental organisations, charities, NGOs, for example, um, coming together to jointly say that it's time for change, that um, the Hunting Act needs to be strengthened, that there needs to be more robust rules and laws in place to properly end hunting, which would include a ban on trail hunting. Um, The coalition of charities, I mean, it's it's a huge deal. You mentioned um, Matt Longman talking in very strident terms about how... um, Fox hunting isn't necessarily an issue of pro-hunt, anti-hunt, that it's positioned to be. It's more a criminal or not criminal. So like with any law, um, you know, you don't get pro-burglary, um, you know, people or organizations. Yeah. Um, but it's it's more, you know, you're either a burglar or you're not. You're either breaking the fox hunting laws or you're not. So anyone who's campaigning to remove laws, I believe he says, and I am paraphrasing, um, might sort of be the people who want to commit those crimes. You, you know, the sort of person who might vote for burglary laws to be um, repealed might be the burglars themselves. Again, paraphrasing. So <laughs> don't at me, everyone. Um, but it's it's an exciting time to have such a, a weighty coalition, which includes um, such huge organisations as the RSPCA um, and well-respected organisations such as, as Battersea Cats and Dogs, um, obviously Born Free, uh, led by the League itself, um, swinging in behind this campaign. So and and hopefully getting their members to to take our actions and really make a difference and um, amplify what we're doing, which brings us me very neatly to the question, what are we doing? What's the campaign all about? What do you want people to do, John? What's the campaign all about? So what we're asking people to do is alongside ourselves in the league and our partners across these other organisations is to sign an open letter to those national park authorities calling on them to do everything within their power to end fox hunting on on our national parks. Because, and as the coalition says, it's time for change. It's time for fox hunting to be banned once and for all. And while we're waiting for that to happen through Parliament, because of course changing the law takes time, there are other organisations and actors out there who have responsibility for great tracts of land and especially tracts of land like national parks, which is such a, a key thing to the nation's psyche. You know, it's really important. So it's like the National Trust when they banned it. We're asking the national park authorities to do a similar action to what the National Trust have done and just say no more. It's time for it to change. How can people help? They can visit our website and sign their, sign this open letter online, which is obviously the first thing we want everyone to do. But they can join us on events around the country, should they so wish, by signing up to our newsletter. They'll get information about that. They can take our leaflets. They can visit our shop and they can buy our branded campaign T-shirts. So you're a walking advertisement for national parks ending trail hunting. And just simple things. Share our actions on, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, maybe even on TikTok. I'm not... I'm, I'm not of the generation that's on TikTok a lot, so it's hard for me to say. Do a little dance, put the link in. I don't know what you can do, but try it out. <laughs> Definitely do that. 
<laughs> that's fun that's fantastic i especially love the idea of of people um wearing the the campaign t-shirts if they're actually out and about in the national parks i'm going to be visiting the lake district national park later on uh this year and i will be wandering around wearing a t-shirt even though it's already outlawed there other national parks and people can take note i'm sure exactly and of course we know that the type of people that visit national parks they don't just visit one national park because people love the scenery and they love the wildlife. Why wouldn't you visit as many as you can? So every time you're out and about and you're wearing something like that, you're telling you're sending that message to people. Oh, that still happens here. That's not okay. Who wants it? And of course, even in the Lake District, there are plenty of landowners that do allow hunting to go on on their land. So there's more to be done there too. Yeah, thanks, John. I think um, if anybody wants any more information about the campaign, um, if they visit the website, which is www.league.org.uk, um, all the information will be on there. And also if you follow our social media, which is probably how people have found this podcast, but just in case they haven't, then we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And as you have mentioned, we are newly on TikTok. Um, I can promise you that I won't be doing any dancing for the league. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure our social engagement manager <laughs> listening to this will be hatching plans as we speak um, to get me to do that because that's and the sort of just in case she is listening. I've got a bit of a bad hip, so it can't be me either. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's a key time. It's um, having having landowners ban um, trail hunting and hunting activity on their land. It's huge. I think. Um, something like 2.5 million acres of land have been denied to the hunts um, through land denial campaigns such as the League's National Trust campaign, which was hugely successful, but also with um, our, our campaigns to, to us people like uh, Natural Resources Wales, the Lake District Natural Park, et cetera, et cetera, um, to ban hunting, trail hunting on their land so important you know it's not just a little bit of land that's denied it's a lot and in some cases it's the only land that hunts can access um you know for any kind of degree of of so-called sport that they do so by targeting each individual national park authority and the landowners thereon um it's going to put a huge stumbling block in their way isn't it absolutely and of course Obviously, we want to deny as much land as possible to the hunts, to the hunts, because we don't want them doing what they're doing. It's we know what they're doing is largely illegal, and it's morally abhorrent as well. So they shouldn't be allowed to do it. Um, but it's not just about denying that land. It's about communities and about places stepping up and saying, "This is unacceptable." Where we are, we think it's time for change. We think it's time for the law to change, not just land to be denied by private landowners. But we want these landowners to step up and say. We're not going to allow it on our land because it's not okay. We want councillors, councils, park authorities to step up and say, this isn't okay. And not only are we going to ban it, but you need to change the law. Because until that law is changed, this is all we can do. All we can do is incrementally deny the land to the hunts because the law is not strong enough, as we know. 
Well, when you get um, one of the most senior police officers or the senior police officer tackling uh, fox hunting crime in the UK, saying that the law needs to be revisited, you know that actually action does need to happen sooner rather than later. Um, you know, he says the Hunting Act is not working effectively. Illegal hunting is still common practice. On his own Twitter, um, I think at the tail end of last year, he called um, illegal hunting prolific. In you know, these aren't weasel words these are strident terms um and you know they can't really be ignored anymore like they have been for the last you know 15 or so years since the hunting act came in you know um it's uh you know he's he's called the law a leaky sieve um that's been a significant challenge for policing and especially when policing like all public services is under increasing pressure um the more the legislature can do, the politicians can do to help police um, do their jobs effectively. Surely that's that's a good thing. Um, and you have to wonder why it hasn't happened yet. And I think we probably all have our own theories as to why. But um, but certainly it's it's something that needs to be changed for sure. Um, you know, if only just to increase public confidence in policing in rural areas. So you know, it's. It's something that happens to rural communities. It's something that rural communities are crying out to change. I think we've got polling that says something like, you know, between seven out of uh, seven and eight out of ten people polled um, absolutely despise fox hunting and want to see it properly end. So that's that's you know a clear majority of people living in those communities. So it's not like um, you know we're asking for something to happen that people aren't behind. Exactly. And when you, you know, when you add that sort of weight of public opinion to those, well, weighty words from Matt Longman, it's, I think it's a real wake up call for landowners as well. It's, this is an unpopular thing that is being allowed to happen. And not only that, if you've got the most senior police officer in the country on this particular issue saying that the things that they are licensing are probably illegal activity, then there's a duty on those landowners to make that stop. Because if, if the police know, it's an illegal activity, then how can the landowner not know it's an illegal activity? Because they're being told, and it's our job to amplify that message from people like Matt Longman and say, look, there is criminality taking place here and we need to stop it. And that means that you need to end trail hunting. You know, And the national park authorities are just one of the many, many landowners that will be asking as part of this campaign to take note of what people like him are saying, to stop it and to make sure that they aren't party at all in any way. And they've done everything they can to stop criminal activity happening on their land. Yeah, I suppose it's just to go back to the burglary analogy, which I am stretching to beyond all reasonable proportions, is a little bit like giving a burglar the keys to a house, you know, and saying, well, um, you know, I, 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 I suspect that what they're doing is, is not illegal. And then finding the house has been cleared out afterwards. Wow, you know. Well, there's only there's only one place that I can think of where uh, where burglary would be legal and licensed and regulated, and that is in uh, fancy novels written by Terry Pratchett. It's not <laughs> the real world. In the real world, we do not license and legalize burglary. So I don't see why we should license and legalize illegal fox hunting either, which is what is currently happening on some of our national parks. And it's time for that to change. 
Brilliant. John, thanks ever so much for joining us. Um, again, if people want to, to get behind the campaign, find out more, find out how to get involved, um, then do see our website, which is www.league.org.uk, where all the information and all the upcoming campaign events will also be posted as well. Um, details also will be on our social channels, as I mentioned. But finally, thanks ever so much, John. Thank you for having me. We would love for you to get in touch on our social channels with any questions that you have on today's episode. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok by searching for League Against Cruel Sports. Please also make sure you subscribe to the Leaguecast wherever you find your podcasts so you never miss a single episode. 